Alrighty. Welcome back. Watership Down. Ryan, did you ever seen you you said you had never seen this before, right? Yeah, I had not seen this movie. Um I was aware of it. I knew one or two things about it, but never just got around to watching it. Do you know anybody that's seen this movie? Because both my parents had never seen this. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a horribly popular movie, especially not here in America. Mm, really? Yeah, I knew a couple people in college who had seen it. Where um, was it popular? I think it was more popular in, in the UK and Britain. Oh, interesting. And a lot of these actors are British, too. I did notice that. I did notice that because mm-hmm. I did look at the, uh, the IMD, uh, IMDb cast. Right. Um, really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like the concept behind it. Based on a book, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, what's for anyone who doesn't know what... Because like we said, this is not a super popular film. What's the what's the concept behind it? So before we get into that, just real quick, the oh, yeah. 1978 yeah. film directed by Martin Rosen and John Hubley or Hubley? I'm not sure. I think Hubley. Did you know any of those? Uh, no, they're not names that are familiar to me, but maybe in certain circles they would be. Rated PG. Mm-hmm. Production company was Warner Brothers Animation and Martin Rosen. So the director was actually part of the production company. IMDb, what do you think it is? IMDb probably like a seven point eight, maybe even an eight point oh, like a seven point six. Wow, okay. You're getting closer <laughs> and closer with these. Someday I'll get it dead on. Ron Tomatoes? Probably like eighty. <laughs> 79%. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I mean, jeez. <laughs> he's got to be looking. For those listening, he's got to be looking. He's got to be doing some math. There's got to be some formula he's got. You don't see I've got a, anyone listening. I've got a whiteboard behind me with <laughs> calculations and uh, theoretical fe- theories of physics and stuff like that. It all adds in. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so the concept is it, it's trying to – it's hard to encapsulate for an overall concept, but it's a – it's an animated movie, 1978, um, our 31-minute runtime. Basically, it follows these protagonists that are bunnies. The sun is like kind of like God. El Athrera is the bunny god, is the bunny, right? Yes. And the frith is the god. Yes. The frith is like the overall god. Is like the overall god. Yeah. And this is like... The movie starts with this. It's it's sort of like a folkloric backstory. Yes. It's not like literal plot of the movie, but it's kind of the culture of the rabbits that right. we're learning about. All these animals are basically put on Earth, and the main focus is like the rabbit. They're, they're rabbits. They're bunnies. Either one's fine. Either one. Yeah. The bunnies, when they first are put on this Earth, are like eating all the grass and everything like that, and all the other animals are like, come on, like the frith, like frith. Look at this, you know, we don't have a food, they're overpopulating. So the frith basically gives all these creatures, basically making them predators to the bunny so they can limit the the rabbit control because mm. El Ethrera, which is like the bunny, the main bunny, the bunny like god almost, I guess you could say. The frith, who is the overall god, goes to El Ethrera and says, you have to control the bunnies and if you don't, Bad things are going to happen. So then the Frith goes to all these other animals and basically makes them predators to the bunnies, mm-hmm. to which they then hunt them. So Elithrera gets scared and it's like, oh, my gosh, all my you know bunny children are just killed. Mm-hmm. So he's like hiding from the Frith and the Frith goes, I'm going to give you a blessing. And... Elithrera is like, no, no, it's not me, whatever. Like He's got his uh, Elithrera, the kind of uh, proto- 
typical bunny of this folkloric myth has his head in the ground. Head in the ground. It's just his uh, his backside that's sticking up. And so the Frith actually gives him a blessing, and he uh, shoots it, and it hits his butt, and he gets a white tail and long legs. And so that essentially created the origin story of why bunnies are fast and... <laughs> why they have such big litters. Right. Yeah. And it, very cool. I really like that concept. And that was, like, the beginning aspect of the movie, and then the rest, it, we kind of pick up on this um, almost, like, town. They they live in these things called, like, warrens, mm-hmm. and um, it's like a town, but it's like a town of rabbits, and they have, like, a leader and things like that. And this one bunny, basically, it's hard to describe. It's almost like he's, like, has, like, a direct connection with, like, the future and sees things as, like, what's going to happen he's a little like uh one this bunny character that you're talking about is a little like prophetic he's he's sort of like a uh like has visions almost yeah uh you could call him like a uh, if this was a story about humans you could say it's like a mystic or like some kind of like uh you know um fortune teller or something but uh that's yeah that's for rabbits he kind of has that ability and real quick i just want to say too like the story about um the rabbits and like why they have pointy tails and why they have such big litters or not pointy tails, why they have like fluffy cotton tails. Uh, that's like the underlying theme. That's like what these uh, main characters of rabbits believe. Like that's their sort of cultural beliefs. Yeah. Um, and it's for all intents and purposes, these are the story follows normal rabbits on earth. Uh, but it's just like they have this kind of like culture and history to them that yeah. is carrying the themes and the underlying messages of, of the story. It's like they, they humans. It's like humans, but they're bunnies. Yeah, rabbits. basically. Yeah. yeah. So just, just in case that wasn't clear that we're talking about their folklore and now we're, we as the audience are meeting the real characters like, of the story. Modern time. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, I think it's like, what, 1800s maybe? Probably. Probably like turn of the century, 1899. Yeah, because they, they bring in some cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, may, maybe a little bit later maybe than that. Maybe a little bit later. Maybe mid-century, yeah. like 50s. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I uh, interrupted. They, no, there's no, this so sort of prophetic rabbit, right? Yeah, and his name is Fiverr. And his brother Hazel is much more talkative and is able to basically take what his brother is saying and tell it to all these other bunnies and being like, you know, we need to go. He's telling us. He was right last time when he had these, you know, thoughts about what was going to happen and then it came true and so he's like all right we need to leave the war in um which is like their home and a lot of people are against it and ultimately they go though mm-hmm. there's like an elder rabbit of this initial warren who when fiverr and hazel say like we want to leave and we should convince all the rabbits here to, to go with us the yeah. sort of elder rabbits like what are you crazy like we've been here for generations we're not yeah. gonna leave and uh, Fiverr's like, oh, my God, this is like I see I see death and ruin in the future. We need yeah. to go. So there's like uh, they can't convince everybody, but like a, a select section of their rabbit population leaves that, that yep. burrow with them. And uh, that's basically like the, the crux of the movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And then they go on this journey and mm-hmm. then they go through a bunch of different towns that they run into. Also called like these warrens like burrows. 
and basically are going to this one hill in the end. That's their goal. That's above all the others, way up above, just a giant hill. And like, that's what, that's where Fiverr says, like, that's the safe, the safe haven. That's where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Once they get there, it's not like they, they get there and then that, like, you think that maybe is the end, mm-hmm. but then there's like a whole other yeah. second act. Um, yeah. How would you describe the the tone of this film? Is it, would you say it's like happy? Would you say it's like family friendly, foreboding? Because I, I think it's a very interesting tone that this film strikes. Yeah, I definitely think if you're a kid, a younger kid watching this, you wouldn't pick up on a lot of things. But like if you're older or you're an adult watching it with your kids, I think you would definitely be like, oh yeah, this isn't like a cartoon. You know, it really does. There is a lot of, symbolism in it a lot of things like that that you pick up uh being older Mm -hmm. because you know later on they see um they kind of run into this town that is like very oppressive and like preventing people from leaving it's kind of like cultish almost sure um and they they're because they eventually they get to this hill right and you said that's that's before the second act Mm -hmm. they get to the hill ultimately safe then they're there and they're like everything is great but we don't have any does meaning they don't have any women Mm -hmm. um to basically carry on and continue being able to live there because it's all male bunnies they meet this bird that is stuck on this hill because his wing is like broken yeah and so they basically take in this bird and protect him and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna help you guys out, and I'm going to go spot and try to find does for you, women, that you can pick up and bring back here. Mm-hmm. So he finds this town that's like this cult. It's almost like a cultish being run by this bunny that is like very militaristic. So, um, yeah, so they bring they, – they go to this burrow and basically try to rescue these female bunnies and bring them back home ultimately. That's that's kind of like the second act, and they get they get back. Yeah, it's it's interesting. The first act, um, the bunny characters getting to the hills and the safe haven, is almost like a um, like an adventure film, yeah, or, or more like a survival film almost. Um, it's a story of just these bunnies trying to survive, and they're in like the real world. So there's cars, there's yeah. foxes, there's humans that are like trying to shoot them. Yeah, um, it's it's very much a tale of uh you know uh trying to survive through the eyes of a rabbit and then the second half is almost like a heist movie it's it's like uh because our our main crew of rabbits is trying to break um these uh oppressed rabbits out of this uh militaristic community yeah um and they have a plan that they try to enact uh, to break everybody out and everything has to go right and blah, blah, blah. And they have to go undercover. Um, so it's it's very interesting the way that, you know, it feels very much like a book in that way where you think once they achieve the main goal, then that's, okay, the story's going to wind down and yeah. that's it. But there's more to it than that. And it makes it a little bit more of an engaging story, I think. I have a question for you. Go. So in this movie, they basically have... I don't know, six or seven bunnies that start off from leaving. Mm-hmm. And when they get to the hill, they have the same amount of bunnies. Were you surprised that none of them died and that 
All of them made it? Well, one of them died. Almost. No, well, there's one of them really quickly dies. They're in the, uh, they're in like a vegetable patch and there's a rabbit that's eating vegetables and then a bird comes down. Oh, okay. So I missed that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, or I just don't remember that. Yeah, so yeah. that happened really quick. That happened really quick. It was like probably like a 15, 20 second scene. Yeah. By design. I think they wanted it to happen quick. So you, so you as an audience member understand like it's so easy for a rabbit to just get picked up and killed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then later one of them, sort of the big tough rabbit, yeah. gets his neck in a trap, yeah. and it's like choking him out, and he's bleeding, and yeah. it's pretty grotesque for for this yes, what yes, I was expecting. Yeah. Um, and the other rabbits have to save him, which they do, which they do. Yep, um, Big B, I think, is his name. Yeah, yeah, Big B, or was it uh, Big Wig? Big Wig, Big Wig. Thank you. I was like, it wasn't Fuzzy Top or something, <laughs> but yeah, Big Wig. Um, no, yeah, I was surprised that. The rabbits all made it out because... Yeah, sorry. Just disregard the one that died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that one was like, I think, to establish that the stakes are high. It's yeah. life and death for these rabbits. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a uh, what someone... You know, if you tell someone, this is an animated movie with rabbits as the main character, they might think it's something that's a little bit lighter. Yeah. Maybe like skewing towards a very young audience. Yeah. But I think with the tone of this movie and with that scene where you just have a rabbit just get plucked by a bird to be eaten, um, one of your, your main characters, I think that establishes that it's, it's a more serious tone. It's a more foreboding, uh, kind of atmosphere. Um, and after that, uh, and knowing just like how frail and fragile rabbits are, uh, I was expecting something bad to happen to yes, all the rabbits so before, yeah, before they got to the hill. I I'd even again and I I totally forgot that the one died because mm. it just happened so quickly. So right, right. To me, I was like, geez, I I kept thinking uh, one of them's gonna die, one of them's not gonna make it because you know sometimes they just even a main character they'll just slice them out. Yeah. You know. Mm. So I was like, oh wow, none of them died. That's kind of crazy. Well, part of that too, even in the second act too. Yeah, because yeah, they it's really hard for them to get there. Yeah. And there's, it's really hard for them to uh, preserve their haven and also save these other innocent rabbits too. Yeah. Um, both times the stakes are high. Uh, and it's uh, in the first half too, when they leave their burrow, they're leaving like safety and comfort. And not all the rabbits leave with them. A lot no. of rabbits stay behind. So yeah. it's, I think as an audience member, I was thinking like they left potentially – a very comfortable, safe situation just to, like, risk their lives and put themselves in danger, maybe for nothing. Yeah. You know, so it is, it's kind of tense. Um, it's it's shocking. This is a movie about rabbits, and they're just, like, hopping around. Yeah. But I, I found myself rooting for them, like, way more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, I, I They're, like, I want them to succeed. I want them to to get to this this haven. Yeah. So, the yeah, the stakes are, are pretty high in this movie. Did you like the movie? Were you going into the way you left after watching this movie? Were you happy that you watched it? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say 100%. Did you like it? I did. I was not expecting this. And mm -hmm. I, I, considering that it's not a well-known movie, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah. I would definitely recommend it to people. Totally. Uh, no, I, I think... This came out at a time when I think um, animated movies did not 
get pigeonholed into being like children's entertainment like uh, yeah. they kind of do today. Yeah. Um, you know, this was what you said, 78? 78. Yeah, 78. Um, so it's I, I like that it's not a an animated movie, which means it's for children. It's just an animated movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's not uh, talking down to the audience in any way. I really like that still animation, too, in mm. the background. When it's a still animated kind of, I, I'm, I'm probably not using the correct vocab, but you know what I mean? Like those old style animated, you know, Disney movies or something. There's not much going on in the background. Yeah. Just like one scene. It's, it's more like a painting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, And so much of this scene takes place in nature too. Yes. Yeah. The background is just like this beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. Like hand, hand painted uh, scene of like a hilltop or like some, some trees or whatever. So it's a very good looking film. It is. It is. Uh, one scene that stuck out to me as far as, like, the look and the animation was um, later, once the our main group of rabbits, uh, Fiverr, Hazel, and all of them, have found their haven, or a little before that, they run into a rabbit from their old um, uh, burrow. Holly? Yeah, their old Holly. Or, no, sorry, uh, not Holly. Captain Holly, isn't it? Oh, yes. I was thinking of the, the doe, the lady. Yeah, that's thing. that was... Uh... She had Clover. Thank you, Clover. Clover. Yeah, they run into Captain Holly, who is a um, a rabbit from their old house, the, the place they used to live. Yeah. And he's, like, scarred and beaten up, and he's like, oh, like, it's you, the guys that left before everything went bad. And they're like, what happened? And Captain Holly describes uh, the way the rabbits were, like, exterminated, like yeah. rabbits are in real life. Uh, man-made know, by yeah, man-made. Yeah, man came through, sealed up the rabbit burrow. Uh, pumped in like gas, no one could get out. Which is exactly what Fiverr had like prophesized. Yep, exactly. And there's, as Captain Holly is describing that, it's a really like chilling animation. Yeah. Um, both his, the actor's voiceover and what the visuals are. It's like an abstract horror of just rabbits in claustrophobic death. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very interesting and very well done. It again brings up the point of... Well, you said where it's not pigeonholed to be a children animation. Right, yeah. It's, I could definitely see it being much, it's weird because it's so hard to relate to an animated movie that is only made for adults. Yeah. Because I, can you think of a movie like that recently that has only been a focus to an adult? You're saying, can I think of a movie that came out that was entirely animated, who's was not catering to a family right. or a kid audience. Right. Um, that would be, like, similar to this movie because you it, there's children aspects in it, but there are some pretty gruesome scenes. Yeah, yeah it, it never goes... Or scary scenes. Yeah, it's... it's. I wouldn't say the, the um, Watership Down... It's not like it's a hard R. No. But if you're a kid watching a movie about rabbits, you might not be expecting the very real, like, levels of violence yeah. that are shown. But yeah. I think it's to the benefit. Like, I... I think it's still a great movie for kids to watch. Right, it right. just gets a little real. Right, um, it does. And I, again, I think that can fly over some children's head yeah. because they talk about they kind of talk about death and they call it like the black bunny. Yeah, they're like when it comes, it comes. You know, you mm-hmm. just go with it. And that's kind of like one of the major underlying themes of the movie. And I think that aspect though could fly right over a children's head. Totally. It, but you know what's what I love about movies like this when you like I think a kid could watch this and like understand what's going on okay enough like a kid could watch this and understand oh these bunnies are trying to get to a safe place yeah 
But those underlying themes, I think, would uh, – if a kid misses them, they might sit with them a little differently. Mm-hmm. And maybe years later, like if someone watched this film when they were 10, they remember it as like the rabbit film with some blood. Yeah. But then when you watch it later, you realize like, oh, this movie's about like life and death and yeah. and survival and perseverance. And, There's and a lot of stuff. movies now when I rewatch them, old Pixar movies or things like that. Sure. Where I'm like, I remember being in theaters and being like – why are all the adults laughing? <laughs> because things just went right over my head, and then when I, re- when I rewatched it, I'm like, "Oh, now I know why they're laughing." Mm-hmm. Or like, why are why are some of the adults crying? Yeah, and you look and you're like, "I guess it's sad, but it's yeah, not, it's not. It doesn't. It hits you differently, right? Right." Um, but to to go back to your question of like a animated film that was made solely like, for adults, solely for adults, or very much more catered for adults. Yeah, I think I don't. My mind doesn't really hit any. You know, the first ones that come to my mind as far as films go, yeah, is like adult animated comedies, mm-hmm. like maybe the South Park movie mm. or um, Sausage Party. Yeah, uh, but those are those are comedies. Yeah, you know I, this. You know, I, when I think of adult animation that is not catering to children, um, which. Uh, does you know it, it's it's a growing market for sure like it's a, there's a growing appetite for it yeah like, I think most people like animation and there's no reason why it should be limited yeah it's like oh this is stuff that only gets kids movies yeah but there's a lot of a, a TV shows that fall into that category yeah um, like Samurai Jack uh, Primal um, the Castlevania show on Netflix um, even like a lot of anime is very much geared towards an older audience or and like adults yeah. Um, there was a movie a couple years ago called Anomalisa, I think. I didn't see it, but um, it was just like a drama, like a, a straightforward kind of drama about yeah. – um, uh, I think I, – I never saw it, but I, I, it was nominated for a ton of awards. Um, there was also – there's a great animated movie I saw in college called Waltz with Bashir. I haven't seen any of these. Yeah. There, well, that's the thing is like – Adult animation does like similar to Watership Down, where it's not uh, pandering to kids. Yeah, uh, there's nothing wrong with animation made for kids. No, but, uh, it's just for whatever reason the people who fund things in Hollywood, the people who make movies, think that there's not a an appetite for it. Yeah, so it's not there. There aren't a lot of mainstream adult animated films that are very successful. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I think I think the culture and there's nothing wrong with how it shifted towards animation being focused towards children um or a children audience. There's nothing wrong with that. Um I mean, I don't have like a family. I have like my Im- immediate family, but I don't have kids or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like taking your kids to something like that is much more joyous watching and seeing their reactions mm. that I think parents enjoy going to movies like that. I think they do. I think that's a magical moment. Absolutely. I mean, animation animation is something for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, I think especially with kids, it's easier for a kid to look at a cartoon character yeah. and be engaged because it's different yeah. as opposed to like looking at a picture of a human like a real person, and a, as to a kid, that might look kind of boring. Yeah. But with an animation, you could have uh, stylistic colors. You mm-hmm. can have like you can make rabbits talk to each other, and that's might might be more engaging to a kid than humans talking to each other. Yeah. Um, just on like kind of a surface level. And that might be why they 
you know, they animators put in adult jokes sure. that only adults are going to get because it also makes it fun for the adults. But I do think similar to like bringing your kids to Disney World or Disney, you know, Universal, it's like Universal a little bit older, but hmm. a vast majority of people going there are bringing their kids they they're giving their kids the opportunity to have fun, you know. Sure. And the parents are having fun by seeing their kids have fun. Sure. Yeah. Totally. And I I think that's, um, definitely the appeal of kind of this mainstream family friendly animation. Is yeah. It's, it's like I mean your Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, um, uh, it's it's all stuff that, oh, I have a family. I have six people. I we don't we can't see a rated R movie. Yeah, but we don't want to see like you know. Uh, a, can't find a babysitter for the night. Yeah, so let's <laughs> go see a PG animated film yeah. that we can all get something out of. Yeah, and I I think uh, Watership Down it would be a good family movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's but I when I say that I don't want to give a misconception because if you say like um, Inside Out, the Pixar film yeah. is a good family movie. Yeah. I think that has a different context. Inside Out is a film that was made, I think, to appeal to families, that the yeah, family can watch it together. I agree. But I think Watership Down was just made to be the way it is, and it happens to um, have cast a wide enough net that it could appeal to anyone of any age. You know, you know what I mean? I agree. Um, so I, I, would, I would love if animation, because um, I, I think there is a real appetite for it. I would love to see more animated films that are a little more uh, mainstream animated films that are a little more quiet, a little more understated that don't feel like they have to have like glitter and songs every mm-hmm. five seconds. Yeah. Um, something that's a little bit more like a, just a traditional film in that way. Um, so I, do you think this is the most uh, adult animated? I mean, I mean, is, was this your first animated film that you've ever seen? That's like feature length, uh, you know, clearly catered to a more uh maybe like older or general audience i would say yeah yeah because like the earlier ones that you had mentioned i had never seen uh i know probably a a good one that you mentioned was sausage party i never saw that one sure that's that's very different it's a very different like and i heard like i remember when like like parents were still bringing their young kids to see see that yeah oh wow yeah. Well, that's just goes to show like animation is so connotated to be something for children, for yes, children. Exactly. But it's not just for children. Yeah. It's a, it's an artistic medium. And I think that's a rated R movie, right? Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And so I I don't know how they got kids in there. Can you yeah, can you bring kids in there? If if you ha- if you are 18, a, you can bring a 5-year-old into a rated yeah, R movie. Yeah, and see that's why I think like like I think parents just they they may not even realize it's rated R. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, it's just a bunch of food. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's a very dirty movie. But yeah, yeah, no, I never saw the movie, but I just remember reading like a lot of people said it was not what as good as they thought it would be. I mean, yeah, I that's sausage part. If you're a parent, bring your child to what you think is an animated movie. I mean, even like fourteen years old. Yeah, Still even pretty 14. Young. Yeah, that's Sausage Party is an adult comedy. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think, like, I went into it knowing that it was an adult comedy, yeah. knowing the people behind it. Um, and it was pretty on par with what I was expecting. Anything where it's directed and made by Seth Rogen. 
Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like oh, it's a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. That just happens to be animated. Besides I, I uh, Green Hornet. Yeah. Right. That's the the least <laughs> conventional Seth Rogen. What a movie. great movie that one is. That's I saw that one movie. in the theater too. That's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, um, but so, uh, what what was like the most surprising element of Watership Down to you? If, if there was one, you could I, say is most. Surprising. I was what I was very surprised with was the second act. I thought yeah. they were just going to get to the hill and it was going to be done. Totally, like they took it to another level, you know. And a lot of movies probably would end it when they get to the hill, because mm-hmm. um, I figured they were just going to get back. Go because they basically before they get to the hill, they go to and stay at this farm for a night, and there's on this farm that they're staying at. There's like a bunch of doe women quote-unquote woman, that are, like, locked up in this cage that they go and rescue later on. They say they're going to come back. I thought it was going to end there. I did sure. not think they were going to go further on to another village and try to break those people out. I thought they were just going to go back to this farm because on this farm there's a dog and a cat. So they're hunting the rabbits as they come back and are living there. So I was thinking they were just going to go back, break these white bunnies out, white rabbits out of their cages and then bring them back um, to this big hill. But no, they didn't even break. They broke them out, but the plan failed, and yeah. they still made it out alive, which was another surprise to me. Well, I, uh, Hazel got shot. Hazel got shot and was alive. Yeah, yeah. Just pulled the shotgun shells out. <laughs> yeah, the the bird, uh, what is he? He's like, did you get... Uh, black yeah. rocks out of black out of seeds or something yeah, like that. Always black seeds. That was the other thing that I didn't even think about until now. The way that that shotgun uh, injury was treated was like it was treated on a human leg. Sure. Like it was like a whole shotgun absorption on a little bunny rabbit's leg. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I, I if you shot a... Uh, rabbit with a shotgun it would probably explode yeah it would, it would probably it, instead it only hit him in the leg yeah. like a human would mm-hmm. maybe just like but it took up his whole leg yeah. and it, that was the injury it, it might have been like and then he's running around like the next day yeah 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 he's he heals up perfectly <laughs> he heals fine. up perfectly fine he doesn't have a limp or anything he yeah, doesn't lose yeah. his leg uh i wonder if maybe it was supposed to be like a tiny bit of shrapnel or something yeah um because i think there's two like farmers that shoot at the at Hazel, and I think they say like, "Oh, did you?" I don't think you got him. And then he's like, "Oh no, I see blood. I must have got him." So yeah. it must Somewhere have been like really close to missing him, but just like barely grazed yeah. him with a little bit of of a uh, little shrapnel. We forgot, by the way. What's the uh, Ryan rating for this? Oh, uh, the Ryan rating is I would recommend it. I think this is a great film. I think uh, it skews towards like more of a PG-13 um, tone. But uh, anyone can watch this film, and I think anyone should watch this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are what are some Connor's criticisms? Um, I think a couple of scenes um, where they talk about, like we had just mentioned, where they talk about going back and rescuing these does and then Hazel gets shot. Mm-hmm. Fiverr like, but kind of just goes and finds him and, and then... All of a sudden, they're back on the hill. There's no really story behind that, him rescuing. It's just him going to find him. Um, I think there's a couple scenes in the movie where they rescue them like that. uh, Or like the—sorry, not rescue that. But there's a couple scenes in the movie 
where there's kind of no story buildup. It's just kind of like A, B, C, and there's nothing like A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, B3. It's just A, B, C, and there's really no – it's just like the main ideas with no kind of context behind the – behind those scenes yeah it's it's not a lot of like flow it's kind of just like here's a scene scenes over here's a scene scenes over and i think that could fit to since it's only an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and that's i mean i think maybe the credits were maybe like five minutes so maybe it's only an hour and 25 minutes 26 minutes yeah relatively short film i think that could be why um maybe that's they didn't have a ton of context and it's animated so sure sure um we talked about this in an earlier podcast. Like, again, this is 1978, so I don't know what the average runtime was for animated series. Mm-hmm. I mean, even nowadays, like, animated movies are only like an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, it's not uncommon for an animated film to even be like an hour 20, yeah. like, uh, at most. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's short, but I, I think that's fine. You know, I, I think this is a good film to watch, like, Oh, I, I I have time to watch a movie with with dinner mm-hmm. or I, on my lunch break or before the kids go to bed. Yeah, or like let's put this movie on while we're watching dinner as the kids fall asleep. You yeah, know, like that's even fine. Um, it's a nice kind of uh, uh, brisk pace, and it and there it packs a lot into that. That's it does of time too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of symbolism, like I mentioned earlier, that we could probably talk about, but it's, it that would be a lot more in depth. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do like this movie. I think it was a good movie. Do you know why it was called Watership Down? Uh, it's no, kind I, of a weird name because I don't I don't know the connection what, what it would be. Yeah, I'm sure there's something we're missing because I I don't know either. Um, the only thing I can think of is at the end of the climactic escape scene mm-hmm. where the rabbits are breaking. Ah, uh, yeah. The uh, the female rabbits and the other rabbits out of um, this oppressive yeah. uh, community, they go on a little boat. And it almost gets downed. So I, I wonder if maybe it has something to do with that. Like the watership was going to be downed, but it wasn't. Um, or maybe that's just the title of the book and they didn't want to change the title for the movie. Um, so no, I don't know. But it's a memorable name. Do you do you um, want to explain the ending? Sure. Um, it's really climactic. Uh, basically, the rabbits... Our, our main group of hero rabbits, Hazel, Fiverr, um, Bigwig, and all of them, they uh, settle down at this hill, but they come about this community of rabbits that is being oppressed. And they, they do say, like, well, you know, we need to grow our community. And uh, so they want to rescue these rabbits from this evil totalitarian rabbit uh, whose name escapes me. But he's just a real, like, ugly, big... Uh, monstrous-looking rabbit. He's huge compared to all the other rabbits. Uh, General Woundwort. Yes. That's what it is. General Woundwort. He's like the... He, he's a villain. He's like the main villain, but he doesn't show up until the second half of the movie. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's got like a janked-up eye. Yeah. And uh, he's just like a crazy, totalitarian, ruthless uh, rabbit. And so our main our heroes are trying to rescue this these other rabbits from him, and uh, they have a plan. The plan doesn't go quite right. So uh, when you think they're going to get away scot free, uh, the plan goes wrong, and they get in danger from General Woundwort, and then 
they almost get caught. They just barely manage to get on a lifeboat to get away. Yeah. But uh, the general manages to track down their hideout, and uh, a, a big like fight ensues, where the general room, general woundwort's oppressive rabbits are trying to like dig into their our, our heroes' hideouts, and yeah. they're trying to fend them off. Um, and Hazel and Fiverr are trying to run and get the dog from the farm yep. that we saw earlier to yep. come and, like, uh, scare off General Woundwort. Yeah. Uh, so there's, like, multiple things going on where these innocent rabbits are being attacked and uh, Bigwig is with everybody back at, at the home trying to protect everyone um, and he's getting just, like, rocked by uh, General Woundwort and then uh, Fiverr and Hazel are trying to lead this dog to them, but the dog keeps like getting distracted. Yeah, getting distracted. So it's it's high stakes and it's it's an intense moment. Yeah, but ultimately General Woundwork gets killed by the dog. Yes, that is what we suppose. They they say they never found, found the body. Yeah, but he was like attacked by a dog. Yeah, so, so we uh, assume he was killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I looked up and found that. Um, so the meaning behind this movie is so Watership Down is a real place in England, mm-hmm. in Hampshire, England. Uh, I think we would pronounce it Hampshire. Yeah, we, we, we would say would, Hampshire. They Hamp- would say Hampshire maybe. Yeah. Because we say New, New Hampshire. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So mm-hmm. they'd probably say New Hampshire. They would probably say New Hampshire, Hampshire, England. Yeah. Um, so Down is usually refers, refers to a hill. Um, an undulating, usually treeless upland with sparse soil. Hmm. Um, so that is down. And watership derives from Old English and usually is meaning a body of water. So ultimately, the name watership down therefore had an original meaning, uplands in the watery area. Hmm. Okay. So, or huh. something along those lines. Interesting. So that's that's... Kind of the name. So it's just like named after like a yeah. naturally occurring kind of That's uh, what it seems like. Area. Oh. Well, yeah. it's, a, it's a good name. Yeah. Uh, you know, sort of winding down our discussion, I'm curious, uh, what do you think, uh, what, what would you say the themes of this movie are? Like, what are some of the messages or ideas this movie is putting out? Big thing to me is it's kind of like a, I don't, I don't know if I've said it before my on here before, but one of my things I live by and that I have a tattoo of is seek discomfort. And it's kind of like getting out of your comfort zone saying yes to more things because mm-hmm. this movie is, yes, they're facing a crisis, but there's also a sense of these people or these rabbits are too are comfortable and they're happy living comfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're presented with an opportunity that maybe could change your life for the better or things like that, Sometimes maybe it is um, worth taking a step out of your comfort zone, taking that risk. Um, and that's why I kind of see a theme in this movie. For sure. It's like don't get complacent. Yeah. Just because things are good doesn't mean they, they're they going to stay good. You might right. have to go through some bad right. stuff. Right, right. And sometimes that's part of the journey, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to go through a bad part, but, you know, on the other side, the darkness, a sunrise always comes. Yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah. So, that's what I see out of this movie. It's a big message takeaway I have. Yeah, one. Well, it's interesting that um, 
you, you say that as well because the movie ends with uh, ultimately like everything that the rabbits struggle through leads them to having like a peaceful life and a peaceful death. Yeah. Also, you know, um, uh, to give away the movie, Hazel uh, dies in the final scene. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's it's not like a. I mean, it is sad because he's dying, but. He just accepts death. It's peaceful. He dies of old age. Yeah, he dies of old age. He just sort of walks off and yeah. and dies. Uh, it's a very beautiful scene, actually. And I think to your point of seek discomfort, uh, he led a life that was clearly like had a lot of discomfort in it, but ultimately uh, end up all the better off for it. Having, yeah, having died of old age. Um, so yeah, that's I would say that's definitely prominent in the movie. Um, uh, I, I think it's. It's nice how slow and kind of uh, a little more like on the dramatic side this movie is. Uh, it's, it's it has a lot of themes of like nature, yeah, and um, uh, you know man versus nature, and uh, how do you know like what's best in life that kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot to get out of this movie. Uh, I watched it on I found it on YouTube for free. Oh, did you? Yeah. How did you watch it? <laughs> I paid for it. Oh, really? On YouTube. Oh, I. Uh, I just searched its name on YouTube. And, really? Uh, yeah, it was fully uploaded on YouTube. But the version I watched. Oh wait, have... wait, wait! Sorry, sorry. I saw this on HBO. I was thinking of uh, Burt Wonderstone. Oh, yeah. You paid for Burt Wonderstone. I did pay on YouTube. for Burt Wonderstone. I paid um, for his hotel. I paid for his room in Vegas. That's so funny. I would so much rather pay for Watership Down that, as opposed to Burt Wonderstone. So would I. But uh, I ended up watching Watership Down for free and yeah, paying for HBO. Burt Wonderstone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great movie. Um, I watched it on YouTube. The version I watched on YouTube did have like captions baked into it. You couldn't turn them off. Mm. But other than that, um, it's totally fine. So I guess if you have HBO Max or if you find the right link on YouTube, yeah, you just watch that movie for free, uh, which I would recommend uh, everyone do. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, oh, you know. One other thing I wanted to say was uh, this movie is a touch dated, and I think um, uh, some people have criticized uh, its its use of kind of like gender roles of like okay. the the women need to be rescued by the men. Yeah, um, I think that's definitely a prominent. Uh, it, it's it's there yeah. in the film. Yeah. Um, so if if you're avert to to that kind of thing, if you don't like seeing uh, that sort of like cliche, uh, that's sort of you know. Uh, played out trope. Yeah. Um, this movie might rub you the wrong way a couple of times, but I think that's for me. That was never um, came across as like intentionally reductive. More so, just a product of the time. Yeah, I agree. I think it was. It's nineteen seventy eight for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's just something I wanted to mention in case uh, someone was was off put by that. But yeah. Other than that, I I really enjoyed the film. So do I. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'd recommend it. So, so would I. And I think uh, that's all from us. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. So, see ya. See ya.